What's up, guys? Welcome back to the podcast. I'm so excited that you are here. My name is Casey Brown. I am a personal trainer, owner of True to You Fitness, owner of True to You Chats. This is that podcast that you clicked on. So glad you're here. <laughs> and what else do I do? Gosh, I do this every time. I nearly need to write this down, but social media girl, been around the block for a while on Instagram, about 10 years. You can call me a grandma it's for social media. Um, but Running this podcast has been such an awesome passion project for me and bringing on different people in this social media, fitness, wellness, health space has also been such an awesome opportunity just to meet people and selfishly get to meet these people who I've looked up to or have followed for such a long time and just get to know their stories and who they are behind the scenes and who they are behind what we see on social media and what we see on Instagram and what got them to this point. And so, I mean, every single one of them is a human just like we are. And so I'm just so excited to share these stories with you guys and connect you to these people. And on today's episode, we have the beautiful and energetic and positive Yami Mufti. She is one of the most just array of light. Ever since I have followed her from the beginning, she has just been uh, positive and real and honest. And you just feel like when I used to watch her old YouTube videos, and you'll hear a little bit in the episode today of how I used to uh, watch the YouTube videos and and they used to, uh, her and her now fiance were living with his parents and they turned this living room into their essentially like their uh, a studio apartment. And I remember watching and they had like the bed in the living room and then like the couch and we joke about it. I'm like, I remember you just like chilling in the bed with like your camera and like telling stories. And I just loved watching her since the beginning. I don't even know honestly where I found her. I'm pretty sure she just popped up on my YouTube as a video I would like. And since then I've, I've been a follower and, um, she's just so real and authentic. And I knew, uh, that I would learn more about her story as we spoke. And you'll see at the end, we're both in tears. Like this girl has been through some, some low moments that have like truly set her up for what she does now. And, and now she's just such a successful online coach. She works with tone it up, which is one of the multi-billionaire companies in this industry and she does classes and and things with them online and then she owns her own clothing company Lavavi. I've been wearing Lavavi for ever since it started. I have loved her mission, love what she's been able to do and she really is doing this by herself. Like her fiance definitely started and helped her and got her off the ground and now she's, you know, running this out of their office in their apartment and it's just so amazing to hear her story, you're going to hear about how whenever she was looking into modeling in New York City and whenever she was trying to be a, a, a dancer on her college dance team, she was constantly told that she was too big, too fat, her butt was too big, her shape wasn't small enough, so she couldn't be on these this college dance team, which blows my mind. And then for New York City being told right to her face that she needed to be smaller and the journey that she went on for trying to be smaller and not embracing her body and then getting to a point where she starts to embrace her body and starts to realize that like, hey, like I can stop being so small to fit in. I need to be myself 
be where my body's happy. Her personality, obviously, you'll see. Just She's just such a beautiful being, and I'm so freaking psyched that we got to connect and we'll definitely collaborate again. I feel like there's so many different areas we could have went into with this, but um, it's a beautiful story and I think you guys will really get a lot out of it. So Yami, thank you so much for coming on again. It's like a fangirl moment for me to have uh, you know, some of these ladies on here and just be able to sit and talk with them and, um, connect. And it's just been, it's just been really awesome. So thank you so much for coming on girl. You are amazing. Um, all of her links will be below. Make sure you follow along with what she's doing. She's doing some amazing things. Check out Lavavi clothing. Freaking love it. Some of my favorite tank tops I wear to work out obsessed. Um, they have, she has bathing suits. She has leggings like it, it just everything i love it i think i have a piece from like every collection she's done so definitely follow along she's a freaking beautiful soul and i'm so glad that she is on true to you chat so we will see you guys in the next episode bye my computer um and then we'll make sure to get a little boomerang after oh my goodness hi remind me of that one's name oh no Kona. I was going to say Coda. I was close. Yeah, was Kona. Close. Kona. And then Bleaker, right? Bleaker. She's, like, she's like in the laundry over there somewhere. <laughs> Kona off. <laughs> she's like, So Mom. this is probably really bad parenting, but we ran out of food. So she's probably starving. <laughs> I'm like, just wait a couple more hours. We're getting delivered. <laughs> yes. <laughs> they like don't know. So you're just I like, know. oh my God, I promise. Like I'm taking care of you. I promise. I'm literally the worst parent ever. No, literally the amount of times we've had to do things where you're like, you just feel horrible. Like you feel horrible, but they just don't even, don't even, they have no idea. Yeah. I, I have know, to remind myself that a lot. Like I'm I like, know. you know, something will happen and I'm like, oh my God, she's going to like, remember that. And Corey's like, I honestly think she's forgotten already. And I'm like, okay. already, I know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but yeah. So what I'll do is I'll go in the beginning after we're done and I'll do my own intro off to the side. So we don't have to be too, um, too prestigious in the beginning as far as uh, doing the intro, but I do want to say uh-huh. that everyone I'm here with, I'm kind of fangirling. I'm sweating a little bit. Um, it's yummy. I have, I do want to say I wrote this. So I do have my notebook and my pen. So I'm not being rude if I look down, but I, uh, <laughs> I do want to say how I started following you. Cause I think that I really tried to dig deep into my brain and remember because I followed you for so long and I want to say that it was on YouTube. I probably found you and years ago. And I want to talk about all of it, how you started it, what made you start it, where you're at now. There's so many things Mm -hmm. I want to cover, but all I remember, and I think you'll get a kick out of this. I remember your videos where (laughs) I'm like, don't you know what I've dug up on you for this episode? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) But I remember you, I'm not hundred percent sure who you were living with or where you were, but you literally had a full living room that was like your bedroom and you were in a living room. Right. (laughs) And so you guys would like, you guys had like your bed in the middle of the living room. And like, I remember following, like watching your videos and being like, you would just like sit in the bed and like talk. And then like you and your now fiance, right. You guys are engaged. Yes. Congratulations on that. Thank you. Um, and you guys would just hang out in bed and like talk about, you know, whatever, but you were like living, was it with his family? His family. Yeah. We were living with his family. We were so really long story short, Taz and I met in New York city and again, super long story short, we decided that we were just like, 
not saving any money. We weren't like making any, we were just living, working to live in New York and it wasn't like we weren't enjoying it. So we made the really rash, quick decision to move in with his family in New Hampshire. And we oh lived gosh. out of their great room. And we had like, our, we made, it was kind of like a loft. We decided to put like the bed off the side of the back, but we had like a little living area. So it was like our yes. own little, um, so yeah, that's where we were for, I think, almost three, two and a half years ish. Yeah. And I just remember you guys chilling in the bed with your dogs and like talking about like recipes and like you would talk, you know, different things. And I'm like, I freaking love them. Like, I just felt like (laughs) you were just like so real and authentic. And that's who I'm drawn to. Like I, obviously the podcast is called true to you chats for a reason. My, my motto with starting blogging in 2009, which is insane that we've, you know, I've been doing this for that long and we've been doing this for a long time, but I always never knew what to sign my blog post with, like sincerely always felt not like me. And I like a lot of exclamation points and smiley faces. And that's why I love blogging. Cause I was like, I can just do whatever I want, you know? Yeah. And then I started realizing like back then before brand deals and, um, you know, uh, sponsored anything, right? Like I was posting pictures of dried mango on my Instagram being like, yeah. I love dried mango. And then that was like my post, right? Like yeah. people commented 47 I comments. I love dried I mango. Like our interaction was way better then, you know? And it's like, I used to sign it. I started saying like, be true to you. Cause I remember getting emails from different companies and then being like, Hey, I want to work with you or this, 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 and not offering any compensation. Just like mm-hmm. talk about my product I don't even know your name. Like here you are. Right. And I remember being like, dude, some of this just isn't sitting with me. Right. Like from 10 years ago. And yeah, it was a completely different Casey then. But I remember being like, just be true to yourself. Like all I have turned down things that mm. were going to pay me the most money because it didn't mm-hmm. sit right with me. And so yeah. there's, I think that our truth in this field that we're in and the industry that we're in is so easy to lose. And it's like, that's why I want to start this podcast. Cause it's people that I'm bringing on that I feel haven't lost that or haven't, um, we've all kind of like, it's our own journey to find it. I feel, or stick with it. Right. It's hard to like stick with that truth, but like so hard, for me, to- when they're like, showing you the money signs and you're like, I have more. Yes. (laughs) Yes. So I'd love to ask you like from Yami then, and I want to get into how you even started YouTube, but from Yami then to now, right? Like I, like what, like my thing is like, what would you tell yourself back then? Like sitting in the bed, hanging out, YouTubing, and then being where you are now, it's like, there's so many things I could tell Casey, you know what I mean back then? So what would, what would be some of your things do you think? Oh my gosh. Well, I think this past year, my life has changed drastically. So right. honestly, if you, if we would have had this conversation a year ago, I would have been like, I'm still telling myself these things. Like, don't stop. Don't stop. Don't stop. You see the promise is coming. It's coming. Um, but now that I have, I feel a little bit more, um, what's the word? Confident in what I'm doing. And I feel assured because, um, and I don't know where it came from, but I have been, my business, let's just call it a business has completely changed. And, you know, even last year I was going through a phase where I was like, do I need to stop this? Like, what am I doing? Like, what is an influencer even? And I hate that term, but I feel like I have to come to terms with it because if that's what my part of my career is going to be, I need to like embrace it. So, Mm -hmm. um, I just feel like now I'm at a place where I I can start really start thinking about like having a family 
we are in the process of buying a home. And a year ago, I was like, how is this all going to happen? Like, how am I going to plan a wedding? How, no, no, not plan. I can plan a wedding. How am I going to pay for a wedding? How am I going to pay for rent? How am I going to pay for my kids? Like, I was, I felt really lost. And mm-hmm. um, I think in the beginning, and I should say, I didn't start this because I wanted to be an influencer. I started this like before influencing was even a thing, right? I'm with you. Um, or, yep. or the term influencer. I was doing mm-hmm. it because I... <clears throat> was trying to model in New York City and I was never good I I wasn't getting signed they were saying that I was too fat that I'm never gonna make it yada 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 all the things and I was like well you know what screw you if I'm not if you're not gonna give me an opportunity I'll just create something I think I just want to express myself somehow so I started watching not started watching I started my YouTube channel I was never Mm -hmm. like a avid YouTuber right um I would just watch like music videos what are those <laughs> right right I honestly can't remember why I started but I decided to start a YouTube channel and that's how kind of everything happened and I remember like Instagram started blowing up because like you I would post things that I just genuinely liked like and mm-hmm. I would you know I have this horrible picture of me like doing a Romanian deadlift um like a single leg and I'm like <laughs> and I'm like holding a kettlebell but with my phone I'm taking a picture and I'm looking at myself in the mirror and I'm like this is horrible but in the (laughs) caption it was cute and I was like I love working out if you guys want tips let me know and I'm like (laughs) yes yes like we should post that now and like not like be so serious like hey you want things for me it's great yeah 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 that's amazing I wanted to do a YouTube video where I posted the same thing from like six years ago to see what yes. the reactions would be. <laughs> Please do. I'm with you. And I could find some, like I used to take pictures of like, I'd have my now husband take pictures of like my hamstring, like up close, up close, just my hamstring. And then we'd post it and I'd be like, great leg day today. Like, here's my hamstring. Like, what am I influencing with my hamstring? You know what I mean? (laughs) Like, come on, Casey. But that's that's what we did. That's what we did. Like, we didn't think about it. Like, now it's like, okay, the picture is kind of, I could make it work if I edit it. And I just like make pretty colors come out of it. And like, and back in the day, I just like, would just take a picture and literally post it. Like, that's not even a thought now. You have to like, pre-plan and, and do a whole production and oh yes. and kinda, it's it's annoying I'm not even gonna lie like sometimes I'm just like yeah <laughs> yeah and sometimes I find myself um and I wonder if you feel the same and and everyone again this last year is like a whole different exception too because I even felt it I think more in this last year but sometimes I get to a point where it's like when I started blogging right and I don't know what your consistency was on YouTube as far as like how much you were posting but I used to blog every day, like mm. every day. And I started in college and I'm like, how the hell did I do that? Like, and I would literally, and it would, honestly, it was almost like a, it was like an Instagram. Like it was like, I would post on my blog is like almost like a short little thing. I look back now and I'm like, okay, that's kind of embarrassing. Like things I would talk about or do, or the, the filters I would use or, you know, whatever. Yeah. But I'm like, how did I keep up with that? And then for so long, I felt the pressure of, posting so consistently or else I'm going to lose my followers and, and all of that. And then I get to a point where it's like, I, I think obviously our stories are different too, where I'm, I'm a full-time, you know, personal trainer. I own my own business. I've started my own business right out of college. And I was like, I make my own schedule. I work with my clients in person at their house, you know, in the gym, wherever. Um, 
I'm very much an in-person person. Like I, I've tried the online training. I've done things with clients online and I can do it, but I am so much more of an in-person. That is my love. Like that is me in the trenches at the gym, things you don't even see going on people on Instagram. Like that's what I love to do. And so it's really interesting for me, the pressure I would put on myself to be posting because I'm necessarily not looking for clients per se from my post. So it's like, now I'm really just, again, lack of a better term. It's like, I'm influencing in that. I've been around for a while. I feel like I'm an expert in what I do, but I'm not necessarily selling anything. So it's kind of like, I'm always in this funk of like, I either am posting consistently or I'm like, you know what? I just, (laughs) I just had a day full of 10 clients. Right. And do I want to post on Instagram right now? So I wonder for someone like you, who's so much more online, you know, making a living online that what is that, you know, what does that, does that come? Does it go? Like, how do you feel? Yeah. I mean, a thousand percent, but I want to touch base on that because I feel like sometimes people like you that are actually loving the in-person training, um, sometimes might feel like you're not doing enough because the thing to do now is like online training. right? Right. Um, for me, it's opposite. I was, I loved doing uh, in-person training when I started, but then the second I got the taste of the online training, I was like, oh yeah, I'm never going back because I, I mean, I would get annoyed and clients would not show up and I, and I mean the whole thing, but I think that we need people like you too, Mm -hmm. because we can't do everything, you know? So I just want to give you a little bit of encouragement. They're like, don't think that like you need to do what everybody else is doing because I mean, I applaud you because I know how hard that is. So (laughs) I- I applaud you. And right. Thank you. But I, what I also wanted to say about that is that I feel like you can take the pressure off because if you're not looking for clients online, then I would honestly do what makes you happy online. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I saw this quote yesterday that really got me thinking and it was like, don't post. What was it? Something I'm going to mess it up. I'm so bad at this, but it said something okay. to the effect of like, um, post the things that you want to be remembered for, not for what you think will get the likes. Mm-hmm. and I was like wow because yeah. we 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 like we said earlier like we used to just post things that we liked and now it's like mm-hmm. let's think is this really going to get the likes is this going to go viral blah, blah 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 and we create this pressure that we end up like either not doing anything happens to me all the time mm-hmm. or yeah like I get like what's the word like uh, uh what's the term uh you know what I'm talking about where you where you have all these things that you want to do, but you do nothing and you don't, you do nothing. I forget what it's called, but yeah, I am like really bad with words. So I'm like, yeah, 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 whatever that is, but I feel it. Yes. That it's like overwhelming. (laughs) Like you, you have so much intention, but it's like, it it just keeps spinning because it's like, we can't just like put it down. You can't put it down. Yeah. hundred percent. Especially with all these things that are coming out with I mean, I will never forget. I will never forget when Facebook came out with their stories. I literally had my phone in my hand and I threw it. I was like, I can't do another one. I cannot do another one. It's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. And so, I, I mean, I didn't, but I was just like, people, we need to like chill because if we're going to drive ourselves crazy with all these things that, you know, and we have to take care of our mental health as well, which we can get into, but right. I don't know. I don't even know that I answered your question. <laughs> no. Oh my God. No. The thing is like, we are just on the same wavelength of like, I think for me and something that I've talked about on this before, I had, um, one of my really good friends in this industry, Alessandra, 
um, Skutnik. We've been friends. Oh for, yeah, I love her forever. So she ended up. Uh, you'll have to listen to our episode at some point. You have so much time, I know. But um, <laughs> we've known each other for years. She actually, which is hilarious, we worked at like the same location in San Diego at different times, and then she reached out to me when she wanted to start Instagram, which is freaking hilarious. Now I look back and I'm like, okay, Miss Queen, like you reached out to me and now look at you, like, come on, you know? So we've been friends from the beginning, but I even said in that episode with her, um, from my perspective, right. I really had to, um, and then my mom's calling because, you know, she doesn't, she doesn't listen when I say, mom, I'm podcasting. <laughs> we're just going to, she just wants to be a co-host at all times. So we're just going to put mom hey, over there. Yeah. Hey mom. Um, but Allie and I talked about, you know, obviously she is that in-person, uh, her and her husband own that tree. Yeah. I mean, they're freaking killing it. Killing right. It. And what I had to realize was that, and I think it's something a lot of people deal with, not just me, but it's like, I'm in that in-between of like, I love sharing and sharing stories. I'm a storyteller. I love doing it. I love helping people. I'm very open about mental health and my eating disorder past and everything like that. And that is to me is I'm helping other people with my story. So that's where I know that I can make an impact through social media and with fitness and getting women in the weight room and not being afraid to come in and lift weights. And that's, that's where my passion is. So what I told Allie was, you know, it's really easy for me and I think other people to look what someone's doing and this content you guys create. And it's like, holy, you know, we can swear because I put an explicit on this, but like, holy <laughs> shit, you know, it's like, you guys are freaking killing it. And I give you so much credit because I understand the, the creator side of it. Like I understand what goes into that. Right. But on the other end, I had to really watch myself and comparing myself and being like, Allie, her, her clientele, they want to see what she's doing, what she's posting, what she's, you know, how she's working with her clients online. And there's, we need, we need both of us. We need, I want more of us in this world, no matter if we're online or not, we need more of us that have this mindset. And I had to really be like, Casey, you like go stay in your lane. What you're doing is important. And I think that it's really easy to get caught up in what everyone else is doing you know, and you feel a little behind and I feel a little old, right? Like I'm like, okay. But the second you get a message from someone that's like, you posted this and that helped me through X, Y, Z. I'm like, and there's my reason for what I do. Right. Right. Yeah. I'm sure you deal with that in a good way all the time. Right. No, And a bad way too. I mean, I'm going to be a a thousand percent transparent. Like I've had to hide people's stories and posts because when I, when I talk about people, like people that I'm comparing myself with, I am genuinely happy for their success. I am. I mean, there's 100%. plenty of success to be, to go around. Like, I don't think that another woman's success is going to diminish mine or take away from mine. I just feel like 100%. you said very behind, very behind. And, mm-hmm. you know, um, I, I sometimes, like I said, I just had to hide stories because like, I know men, like when you see something really fast, you don't have time to be like, I'm happy for her. I'm happy for her. I'm ha-. It just, it just, tri- it triggers something. Right. Right. And that's definitely a personal thing that you have to work on myself included. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I just, I, I feel the same way. And I, I think that you need to do what you need to do. Like, I don't want to unfollow them because I love the person and I just love you know what they're doing and there are times that I'll go actively seeking it but I feel like when you're actively seeking it you are better prepared um and you have like you're ready you're ready to combat mm-hmm. like what you're ready to fight is what I mean like with yourself not with that person because you know that you're coming in there and you're looking 
Like, I, I do want to know what's going on with these people's lives. Like, I love them. I want to see right. them succeed and evolve. And But there are sometimes, especially when you're in a bad place, like if you're having a bad day and you're like, I am so behind. I'm never going to make it, blah, 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 blah. And then a, right. a, a feed comes up. We're another launch, another another warehouse. We're going like overseas. I'm like, okay, you know, yes. like, what am I doing wrong? So right. I, I totally, I totally relate and I totally understand. And I think what, one thing we have to do is remember that that's normal. That's like the human like response. But I think the mm-hmm. fact that we, we catch it and we accept it and realize what we're doing. And yes, um, I think that is always, um, room for growth, if you will. hundred <laughs> percent. And that's like, and let me tell you, like this past year has been gr- like forced to grow. Like it's like, we have been yeah. forced to grow. We have been yeah. stripped from everything that was comfortable and forced to grow. And what I, and what I want to um, piggyback off of what you were saying was in those situations, right. Um, it's, it, it it's so important, I think for these conversations, because from the outside, right? Like someone looks at your page and they're like, oh my gosh, over a hundred thousand followers. She has a clothing business. She's, you know, whatever. But it's like, we don't, we don't always see that you're sitting there. Like I'm so behind when I'm looking at it from the outside. Right. Even though now we're talking and I deep down know, Hey, we all struggle, but it's, it's really easy to get caught up and be like, well, she has it all together. She's doing this, blah, blah, blah. And so it's so nice. (laughs) <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm crying in my apartment by myself yes. and I'm like, I'm never going to make it. <laughs> yes. But that's why these, I want to have these conversations because it's like, even if someone's just meeting you for the first time through this podcast or whatever, it's like, they could click on your page and be like, oh my God, like she's so ahead. But in our, in your head, it's like, well, I felt behind. And I think it's just so yeah. important to normalize that we all go through this in our own journey especially on social media especially and on social it's media interesting to say like I'm sure the people that we compare ourselves to are feeling the exact same thing to somebody else so it's like 100%. this crazy crazy like bubble that we're all in that mm-hmm. the second we understand that it's like I mean the second we accept that we're all fine and it's gonna yes. be fine and it's not about you know if you're gonna get to, I mean I think if I take myself out of my equation and I look at my life, I, I'm definitely successful. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I can say the same about you. You know, I think success is your own definition. It's not necessarily like a millionaire or owning seven cars or the biggest house. I think for me anyway, it's making an impact and being able to 100%. live like, okay. <laughs> you know what yes. I mean? I don't need like the biggest house in the world. But I mean, going back to what we were saying, I think when we look on social media, we kind of lose that. And we have to hold on to that truth that we so strongly feel about because I mean, when I really think about it, like I'm, I'm good. Like I don't have to go into an office anymore. And I used to have to, like, it's, it sounds silly, but like, I, I thank God that I, I have, that I'm in this position that I have this career and I don't even know how I got here to be honest. Like it just kind of happened. And, um, while there's always room for improvement, I'm, I'm, I, I'm, I'm very happy with where I'm at and. I think that that's what we have to hold on to instead of like the comparison of, of social media and everybody else around us. Totally. And that's beautifully said, like my neck hurts from apologizing. I'm like, yes, 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 yes. <laughs> I, the thing with me is I have to get better at like, I get so fired up that I just want to be like, yes, yes. And then I'm like, yeah. Oh my God, I, I listen back and I'm like, Casey, stop interjecting. Like, it's just cause I get so pumped up with you. No, like, I'm I love like, that. I love yes, that. you know, and I'm that's like, yes, girl. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. 
and that's what it is. You know, it's like, I, the crazy trainer comes out. I'm like, Whoa, let's just start screaming. Like that's what happens. Right. But I think that, um, and that's always how I, I love to start these. Cause it's like, we just, I want to talk about like us just being normal, like normalizing each other. We're normal humans. Like we're dealing yeah. with, we're all dealing with shit. We're all dealing with behind the scenes and to talk to other people. That's like the selfish part of this podcast is I get to connect. I want to meet people. I want to meet you. I want to meet these people I'm reaching out to because I know the genuine feeling I get from looking at your page and your story. Like you have a very warm, inviting page and it's like, you are you. And I think that it's so important for you to hear from someone who's just been around since the bedroom and the living room stories. Like <laughs> I, I have loved supporting you and following you and telling people I'm actually wearing, I don't know if you can see, but it's the <gasps> Bobby. Hey. Top. Oh, yes. One of the I first ones it. I like ever bought. And I have three women that I train at the gym and we all have matching ones because they, uh, everyone asked about it, that, oh, and the, um, the first thing I ever purchased from you was the black joggers. And because I'm a tall human, like yourself, we're tall ladies, right? I would teach. I would never, I would never forget teaching a boot camp. I teach a boot camp. Well, now we're hopefully getting back into in-person on the weekends, but I uh, teach a boot camp outdoors and I'm wearing the joggers, right? And a girl in my class, Tara, who's taller than I am, comes over and she's like, where'd you get those pants? And I'm like, <laughs> she's like, first of all, they have pockets. Second, they're high-waisted and they're not crops on you. And I'm like, I know, like I have long <laughs> legs. I don't want them at my, at my freaking calf muscles. Like, please, yeah. you know? And so she went and bought them like that night. I sent her the link it's out, you know? So oh, I have I love just it. loved watching everything you've done and, and what you do. But so going back to what you had just said at the end, you're like, I don't even know how I got here. Right. Yeah. So what I want to know is you touched on it slightly, but talk about your, a little bit of your journey, like where you're from, what led you to New York, right. For the, for the modeling, I feel like there's a whole unpacking we can do with what oh, you yeah. said. So oh, let's yeah. talk How about it. Cause I'm you have? <laughs> girl, these podcasts normally I try to be an hour and be mindful of people's time, but they tend to be a little over an hour, but it's important, right? Like yeah. you yeah. went from modeling in New York or trying to find a career in New York to now owning a clothing company that is so inclusive of bodies and making women feel empowered in your clothing. So for me, that's such an awesome take on a full yeah. circle of your story. Yeah, so. yeah, definitely. So I'm from Miami originally. Um, and well, not originally, I'm Dominican. Originally, I was born <laughs> in DR. And then um, super long story short, we moved from my uh, from Dominican Republic to New York, my family hated the cold. So we moved to Miami. And that's where I essentially grew up. So I grew up in Miami and I've been a dancer my whole life. And that was like the first passion, right? Mm. Um, and I wanted to continue dancing all through college, um, all through high school, whatever. And uh, this is where the body thing started. So mm -hmm. I auditioned for my dance team in Florida, a uh, college dance team. And it was my first year auditioning. So I was freshman year. And I was told that um, I was great. However, I was just too big. And at first I was like, you know what? I'll take that as constructive criticism in the dancer world. That's very normal. So at that point I was like, okay, I agree. Like, let's do it. And so I took a year and I just trained, 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 started dieting like hardcore. Went back the next year, um, auditioned. Uh, this time she, the coach pulled me aside and was like, you're, you've made so much progress, but you're still too big. 
And I said, okay. Can I ask so how go, they say that to you? Like how like they just straight up say you're too big to your face? Oh yeah. And I can like tell you another story in, in New York. I'll tell you another story in New York when we get to that. But so I tried out, away. I tried out one more time the following year. So at this point I've been dieting for like three years or two years. I don't even know. And I remember like, I would go to the gym twice a day. It was like a, a, a track at our school and I would just like go on top and I would just like mother myself essentially. Mm-hmm. And I went the last time and I felt amazing. I was taking classes. I was working on my technique. And again, she, um, they tell you who makes the team right after, like they call out your number and she called out all the numbers. And then she asked to speak to me after she's like, Oh, a number, whatever you were, can I speak to you for a second? So I go down there and she's like, you've improved so much. Like when you dance, I want to watch you. Like you make me want to watch you, but unfortunately your butt is just too big for the team. And this is a, what team are we looking at here? A dance team, a dance team, a college dance team that has <laughs> no, like your butt has no significance on how you can move. I, I don't understand it. But oh I remember, I remember running out of that auditorium, like with tears in my eyes. And a lot of the girls that were on the team and have seen me try out year after year after year, they chased me down. They were like, we're so sorry. She just comes from the Dallas Cowboys, which I totally understand. Like they're very, very strict. And I mean, I pretty much stopped dancing after that. And which is, I mean, I, that's my, probably my number one regret. Mm-hmm. And to think that that all stemmed from one person. And that just makes me think like our words are so powerful and like we could literally change someone's life for the good or bad with our words. And I think that we need to be more um, mindful of that. Um, I mean, that's a sidebar, but anywho, so it goes right I did along that. with that whole yeah. story though. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I stopped dancing and, uh, when I graduated, I got a job and I was doing marketing and our company got bought up by Coke and we got a severance package. So I said, I'm going to move to New York city because I've always wanted to. So I moved to New York, no job, no nothing. I just had the severance package. I would have made different <laughs> choices. If I- right, 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 right. <laughs> Looking back, but it's good. It's part of the story. Yeah, I wouldn't have waited, you know, six months to find a job. Um, <laughs> but anyway, I was trying to model. And I mean, the same thing happens. You're too fat. 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 Um, one story that I was going to tell you is that I yeah. went to an agency. And they, uh, so when you have, usually you have to go to an open call and you don't know anybody. So you just, you're in with like the crowd, right? If you get an appointment because somebody else got you an appointment, like another model, that's probably a good sign. Like, okay, fine. We'll give you the time of day. So I go there with my appointment, my little book, and I'm super excited because I heard great things about this agency. And this is when Beyonce was like on the cover of Sports Illustrated. And so the curvy movement was happening mm-hmm. and or beginning to happen. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, very, yeah. Very, very early. Uh-huh. And um, uh, they looked at my pictures like, we'll be right back. They came back with a measuring tape and they measured me and they're like, oh, you're unfortunately too big for us. Um, have you tried dieting? And at this point, I'm like, are you kidding? That's like my life. And so I told them that and whatever, I'm still trying to like hold it together. And they're trying to give me like ways to lose weight. And they're like, have you tried this? Have you tried cardio coffee? Have you tried this? Have you tried that? Have you tried Coke? And I said, excuse me? No. Yeah. They're like, some of our girls do that. And I was like, okay, I gotta go. (laughs) Oh my gosh. And and it was that day that I went home and I was like, I literally can't do this. And I lost it. I almost moved back to Miami because it was just like, 
kind of like a reality. Like that's not my life. I'm not about that life. Like, right. Right. mm, No, but, um, so anyway, that happened. I got a job for muscle milk doing marketing, um, like field marketing. And I did this race. It was like, uh, what's it called? Like a test mutter type race. Yeah. And after the race, um, there was a guy that came up to me and he was like, I just want to let you know that you were inspiring me the whole time to not stop. And we became friends. He worked at Equinox and he let me know that they were hiring. And I was like, well, I'm not a personal trainer, but he's like, it's okay. They put you through the training. They put you through all this. And I'm like, okay, cool. So I applied, I got the job. And, um, that's when around that time I was like, oh, maybe I'll be a fit model. <laughs> like a fitness <laughs> yeah. model. Yeah. Um, also didn't get it. Cause I was too fat. And I said, wow, oh I literally God. cannot do anything I want to do. Yeah. Um, and so that's when I was like, I'm just going to start a YouTube channel. And so I started a YouTube channel and, um, honestly, the rest is history. <laughs> yes. I mean, it's like, ugh, it makes me so upset because on obviously like I have a background with eat, having an eating disorder when I was very young and anxiety from when I was 10 years yeah. old, it was like a, a thing. Then in college, it reared its head again when I started to care about my body and what it looked like and got into competing, which I know like is out, we've all been there, you know? And it's like, I wasn't on a sports team anymore. So now I'm going to compete because I want to still compete in something and let's just be smaller. And it was like, I can't get small enough. And I now train a ton of youth athletes. It's become like, I have a passion for training anyone, but that youth girl athlete is like my home. It's where I am. It's where so many of my girls, I call them my kids. People think I have like 13 children because I'm always like, (laughs) I'm always like my kids, my kids, my kids. And it's like, I, I put them in that situation. And it's like, how that, like I, the last thing you would ever do is be like, Oh, you know what? You can't um, be on the soccer team because you're too big. Like when is that ever a thought or a, you know, and it's so sad because it's the reality of so many people's story of where we've been told, you know what, you don't fit in this box. So therefore this box is not for you. Well, now we're in a world where, you know, 10 years ago when I want to start my own business, like all my friends were going to college, they were being teacher. I went to school for teaching, went to school for phys ed. And it's like, all my friends were being teachers. And then they'd be like, Oh, you know, what's Casey doing? Oh, well, Casey's like, you know, substitute teaching. And she's starting her own personal training business and she's blogging and she's this. And it's like, I was almost one of the first people I knew to make my own path when entrepreneurship wasn't, it wasn't a confident spot. So of course you keep trying because you're like, I want to fit in to this, to what I want to do. And I think I want to do, but most of the time when I have found with my story and others that I've spoken to, it's when that door closes, right? That is actually when that magic actually happens. So for you, what was that? So you're in New York, you get the training job, you start your YouTube channel. What, what was that? Like, where are you at that point? Right? Yeah. Well, it's funny because again, I had never really watched YouTube. I never really watched anybody vlogging. I didn't really understand the concept. Um, but once I started, I started watching to see what people were doing. Right. Mm -hmm. But like the first couple of videos came up or I put them up and I don't know why I ever said this, but I said, to to Taz and then to all my clients I was like I think I found my calling and they were like lol that's YouTube like what (laughs) and I said I know (laughs) 
I know, but like, I just loved it. Like you, I, I think my voice is better than my writing. I've tried mm-hmm. blogging so many times. I'm actually trying once again. Yes. Um, but I just, I, it's just much easier for me. I'm very animated and I like to talk and I like, I, I don't know. But anyway, I started blogging and I, I truly felt like this was it for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I just enjoyed it so much. And um, I guess from there, we moved to New Hampshire. I, I actually started um <clears throat> excuse me documenting the whole thing so like I did some um modeling things that I documented I documented our move I documented you know literally I started doing more in New Hampshire and then that's when I started competing because it was in my back of my head but I never just I just never did it in New York and so I started competing in New York City I mean in New Hampshire and that's when I think my YouTube started channel or started taking off because that was a really like fitness in 2016 was like crazy yes so um and then so I grew a little substantially like I would say I had I was I mean I don't say lucky but like you could do everything right and not hit it right right Right. so I I did pretty well started growing consistently and then I stopped competing Mm. and that's when I was like what's going on the people don't like me anymore like I'm not jacked anymore like who am I even and I Hold I on. love it. I love it. Kona. <laughs> Kona's like, wait, so my dog's Kita. So Kita and Kona could be BFFs. Aww, yeah. Yeah. Cute. She would be here if, you know, if she wasn't a doggy daycare, but <laughs> I totally feel um, you. We love dogs here. <laughs> okay. Good. 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 Yes. Um, so started competing, stopped competing. I competed for a year. So that was like, I mean, a full year. And that was uh, treacherous. treacherous. Yes. Um, so I stopped competing and I kind of felt lost because I started, I started, or I stopped gaining followers and subscribers. And I was like, Oh my gosh, I have to be skinny all my life. Mm-hmm. And, um, that's when I started like experimenting with different things, trying to find myself again. Um, and then that's when I started doing online training, um, like the eight week challenges that everybody was doing at one time. And I don't know, it kind of just evolved from there from, mm-hmm from New Hampshire, we moved here to Houston. And again, I I think that like, since I didn't set out to be an influencer or be this social media personality, I'm still kind of learning what it is that I want to share and what I don't want to share. I am very open. So I don't mind like sharing most of my life, but I have learned, learned that we need to keep some things to ourselves. so yeah, I don't know. It's just been, it's been a really cool evolution and um, it's been interesting. And I'm, I'm very interested to see where this is all going to lead me because mm-hmm. it's so very new and like, I don't know. It's just, it's been a, a, wild, a wild ride to say the least. Yeah. And I want to uh, touch on this point you said that is to me something I had to almost come to terms with on my own is when I first got my following, right? Like on Instagram, when we launched, when I started doing Instagram and posting dried mango, right? I was also, I was also competing. And I think that I saw something, a conversation, and I've been wanting to bring it up with someone. And I know that you get it. So many people that just start following me now, like say one of my, my little 13 year old kids is like, Oh, I can follow you on Instagram. I just got Instagram and I say power cakes. And that obviously has a whole story behind why the name is whatever a business I tried to launch a long time ago. And someone stole the name. It's fine. We won't go there, but I, um, it's all good. Uh, or the path I thought I was meant to, but then ended up finding where I'm supposed to be, you know? And so they follow me and they see that number. And in my eyes, I'm such a small 20,000 followers, but 
it has been 20,000 followers for 10 years or, you know, however long we've been doing yeah. it. But yeah. to them, they're like, oh my God, you have so many followers. And I want to explain to them that most of my following came when I was competing. And I think this is my two cents. We all wanted to look like other people and you followed people that you wanted to look like. And you followed people that, oh, she looks, she's, what is she doing? Because I want to do exactly what she's doing to look like her. And so when I would post pictures and I'm open about it, my hamstrings, my hamstrings are very genetic. My dad has the same hamstrings. Like I can do a million things and they'll probably look the same. Like they're just been that way forever. But somebody who wants to have their hamstrings look that way, they follow me. Oh my God, I want my legs to look like her. Now I'm following. And then when I stopped posting about my body and started posting as a trainer and my clients and my message and mental health and all these things, I haven't grown followers in years. If anything, to be honest, I've lost followers over the years. So it's something I just had to come to terms with. Like, you know what? Maybe I'm not sad about those followers. I used to care. And now I'm like, you know what? Like, if you're not getting something from my story, my truth, my, my things I want to help people with, then why am I worried? You know, it's like, why am I worried? Yeah. And listen, I lost a bunch of followers too. Mm-hmm. I have like a bunch of followers. And like I said earlier, if we would have had this conversation a year ago, it would have been a different conversation because, mm-hmm. and I'm going to say what I'm about to say, not to like um, hype me up in any way. Mm-hmm. It's more to show that a lot can change in a year. Mm-hmm. So I, um, I hit 50,000 uh, followers, I think in New Hampshire. Cause I made like mm-hmm. a whole thing about it. And in th- in three years, I think I gained 15,000, which I mean, mm-hmm. is a lot. Right. But then I lost followers and I started like, it was, I was no longer gaining. It was like, let's see how, how fast the number goes down. And right. I'm, I'm sure nobody really like noticed it, but of course you do because it's your profile. Mm-hmm. Anyway, all that to say is that I think I was like at 62,000, 60,000 pre COVID Mm-hmm. now I think I'm at like 120 I don't know what but and again this was when I took myself out of the equation and I started posting honestly it was like a funny video that I posted like workout from home video and I used yeah. like a mop and like all these things and I saw people save it so I was like okay if people are saving this workout video I'm just gonna do workouts from home and I mm-hmm. kid you not Taz thought I was buying followers because it was <laughs> ridiculous how fast I was growing mm-hmm. and um I mean it's kind of stalled out now darn it but <laughs> <laughs> now everyone's doing workouts from home it's like yeah, the craziest yeah, it's thing right? It's yeah. right 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 um but all that to say that so much can change in a year and it's when I kind of took the um the value of that number out like I stopped putting so much pressure on myself to to grow and all that is and I and I started serving the community that I already had mm-hmm. I think that's when I started like seeing growth and again like it stopped now I'm losing followers again so I'm right. it's always a hamster we're always going to get to that again and I think that we need to like not give Instagram so much importance because what happens yes. if we lose it like what happens if they're like you know what I don't want to do this anymore which I don't right. think it's gonna happen anytime soon but right um and I mean that goes back to you like you're doing it the right way. Like but it's, your people it, aren't going anywhere. Well, and it's funny because I remember at the time having 
20 some thousand followers. That was a lot 10 years ago. But then I like remember now and I'm like, you know what? Like some of these people that honest to God have been following me. Like I ran into a woman in the airport one time in like North Carolina. I was going through the thing and I hear Casey and I'm like, the question. I was Casey. by myself. Like I'm like, yeah. And I'm like, oh my God. And I knew her face. She had been following me, honest to God, since the beginning. And I was like, Michelle, I know. She's like, Oh my God. And we had this moment and I, it was during a time where I was questioning, like, what am I doing on Instagram? Like, what am I doing on social media? And I was like, that is that all I care about is like that moment. And I was like, Holy, okay. That number does not dictate what we're doing in this world and the purpose we have. Right. Yeah. I think, I think we really have to have a a conversation with ourselves as to why we're posting on social media. Is it to grow and to be like socially famous or like, is it to really impact people's lives because if it's the latter of the two then just keep doing what you're doing you're definitely touching somebody and like let's just say you have I don't know let's say you have a thousand followers or let's just say five thousand followers and you get 300 likes or something I don't know think about you being in an office and you have 300 people walking into your office that's a lot of people that's a lot of people and same if you have a store and you're not like super famous like like I feel like I'm not where I want to be but you know if I had a retail storefront and I had a thousand people walking in that's a thousand people in a store right and I think that since it's on social media we're like oh it's not enough mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? but so in I reality it's, about- it's so much yeah it's all about perspective yeah and I want to touch on that with you with um, the story of Lavavi and where that came from and your story behind it, why you wanted to do it. Cause like I said earlier, it's like, what an awesome circle for you, a full circle of being told like diet. Oh, go take some Coke. Are you crazy? Like, are you kidding? Like you go from giving diet tips to telling them to take cocaine and hello. So you've been on one extreme and then you're, and then what sparked the clothing company for you? Well, honestly, the clothing company started in New York city with Taz and I, we were walking from the gym to grand central station. And I'm sure anyone who's listening knows that, um, homelessness is prevalent in New York city. hundred percent. And at that point, I think we were talking about competing and lifting and the whole thing, but we weren't really doing it, but we were working at a gym. And I think when people are like focused on bettering themselves, whether physically or mentally, whatever, it's always perceived as like very selfish. And so we were walking through it and we, we obviously came across a couple of home homeless people. And I don't know where I, I honest to God, I have no idea where it came from. We thought lift and be lifted because you can work on yourself while helping other people like lift them up in the process. I also and have so your coffee mug. I have your coffee yes. mug. In my, I'm not even kidding. I, I have a coffee mug holder. If you can see up here and yeah. I have the lift and be lifted. That was like, actually, that was the first thing I ever got from you. Side note before the yeah. joggers. Cause I yeah, love that. I loved that message. Sorry. Yeah. Moment. No, but no, it's yes. okay. No. Yeah. Rejection. No. So it was, <laughs> that was how it all started. And we're like, what do we want to do? So that night we went home and we like checked Instagram hashtags, like the website. So we got everything. And it, um, Lavavi originally started as Lift and Be Lifted. Right. And that was, you know, just screen printing things. We wouldn't, it was not cut and sew. And uh, we actually got a cease and desist letter from Mark Jacobs. And they were like, stop using our logo. And we were like, what? We it. Like, what? We made it. <laughs> we made it. Um, and so 
I took that opportunity, which is weird because we have the patent and we have the copyright and we have, which is weird. But anyway, I took, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't feel like going to battle with Mark Jacobs' team, you know? Um, I understand I <laughs> the battles. Yes. I, I took that and I, I wasn't really like passionate about screen printing. I loved what we were doing with the messaging and we were donating um, to Feeding America to help fight hunger. Loved all of that. But I just felt like it was a little, I don't want to say immature, but it wasn't like, I didn't see that company lasting. Mm-hmm. Right like the, mm-hmm. the way it was all like branded, I guess. And so I took that time and I wanted to just rebrand. I wanted to have a new logo. I wanted to, the whole thing. I wanted to kind of elevate it. So one day I was just on Google and I wanted to keep the message behind it. And I wanted to like keep the same, like what we, what we thought of. And I was Googling lifted in different languages and I saw Lavavi and I was like, that's it. I loved it so, so much. Cool. And all I saw, like, so I know a lot of companies have their logo and then they have the name. I wanted the name to be the logo. Um, and I just envisioned the gold and the embroidery and I just thought it was so classic and timeless. And mm-hmm. that was the beginning of Lavavi. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. explain what, so what year was this? Like what year did you, um, switch from lift there, lift and be lifted to Lavavi? I want to say, and I'm really bad at this, but I want to say it was 20, uh, 2017 and I didn't okay. launch until 2018. Okay. Um, I had really, 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 really bad luck with vendors or manufacturers mm-hmm. because um, for those of you that don't know, <laughs> yes. I, might school, I might school some people right here. Um, so what you could do in terms of manufacturing is you can buy clothes that have already been manufactured and slap your logo on there and call it yours, which I don't agree with. Uh-huh. And then you can also do your own like cut and sew. Like I designed everything. I made the tech packs. I had them sample it. I had to make adjustments. So very different and right. not to throw anybody under the bus, but there's a lot of companies in the fitness space that unfortunately do the first one mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. call it good. Um, but anyway, all that to say is that it took me a lot of time. Obviously I was a new, a noob. I was beginning. I'm still, I'm, I mean, I'm still learning. Mm-hmm. Um, but since then it's evolved and this was our first sustainable launch. I wanted to make an impact and I felt like we really weren't like what was separating us from all the other fitness companies out there. Like mm-hmm. I wanted to make a difference. That's why we started and started out with the Feeding America and just helping feed families, which we still do. Mm-hmm. But I wanted to like take it up a notch and I made mm-hmm. everything um, moving forward, which I'm making my life so difficult. <laughs> but <laughs> moving forward. Um, our all our pieces are going to be made sustainably with sustainable fabrics um or recycled fabrics and they actually kind of have one right here oh i love it you actually get your order you know how you get clothes in like a plastic bag yes um instead of that you'll get this little baggie which is my dog's barking um (laughs) with the gold zipper that you could reuse and i just i love it yeah i mean i'm obsessed with it i just feel like i i have a feeling that hold on (laughs) <laughs> we can trust me it's all good <laughs> dot trust me we love to love them love to love them oh. yep <laughs> okay 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 <laughs> i know she's she's is it is it bleaker oh yeah she knows that she's famous in my eyes you have to understand like i've known this dog for years <laughs> Anytime somebody's out there, they'll just say, yes, yes. Come here. It's okay. 
Look, say oh, hi. Oh, hi, my friend. Hi. I've been following you for so long. <laughs> and here's a jealous one. Turn it off. I know. Oh my gosh, the noise is so good. <laughs> She's talking to you. Yeah. Um, okay, what was I saying? <laughs> we were talking about your sustainable packaging oh, yeah. and everything that comes along yeah. with it. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and now we offer swimwear as well. So, Love you know, it. it's just, yeah, I just wanted to elevate it and just do as much as we can do. And I know that, like I said earlier, it's much more difficult to execute all of this. But like I said, I feel like I really have something good here. And it's just yes. um, letting the world know, you know? And I, from the outside looking in, just want to say, like, I just love everything you're doing. And every piece that I've ever got my hands on, like, I have the reusable bag that I've used for, we actually went to New Hampshire this weekend. This is so funny because <gasps> I did not put two oh. and two together that you guys lived there. Like, I must have just totally blanked. But we, what area did you live in? We lived in Barrington. So it's okay. near Portsmouth. Okay. So we've been to North Conway for like a weekend okay. and then we yeah. just stayed in Campton, South of Lincoln. And yeah. we just went, we just went, um, oh my God, zip lining through the white mountains yeah. on Sunday. Yeah. Stay so in this like fun. little cabin in the woods and we've fallen in love with New Hampshire. Like it's just such an awesome, it's beautiful. It's it's a beautiful. beautiful place, but I never put two and two together. I'm like, oh my God, I have to tell her we were just there, you know, <laughs> but for me, it's like from the outside looking in, you know, it's again, you're, you're so warm and inviting and welcoming. And I feel like these pieces are the same. Like, it's like, it's totally an offset of you and like who you are and what makes sense. Right. And like, what would be your next step? Like to help others, to make people feel included when you yourself didn't feel included yeah. in that space early on. And it's like, and I do want to make a note on that yeah. because I do get some comments that say that I'm preaching inclusivity, but I'm not offering super big sizes mm. so it takes a lot <laughs> to um number one start a company and number two produce these pieces especially if you're making them yourself so to anyone that's listening um please 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 know that I am working really hard to get more sizes however with that said my sizing is a little bit different so mm. typically a girl that's a 2xl let's say can fit in an extra large because I feel like the sizing in this world is so off. Like, mm -hmm. like they're just kind of not like, uh, what's what I'm looking for? I just feel like they're not right. Yeah. And so um, that's why we try to be like as specific as possible with like the sizing and the things, because you might be an extra large in, I don't know what store, but you might be a medium in ours. Mm -hmm. So I, I do want to say that even though we don't have like the two or XL or the three XL, more likely you might be able to fit into the extra large, but mm -hmm. I am working on it really hard. And I would love nothing more than to be able to offer like extra, extra small to like five XL. Like I do yes. want to see my clothes and everybody. And it's just, it's just a process. And I, I really hope <laughs> that yeah. people can take that into consideration because especially now, like with cancel culture and all of this stuff, like if you do one thing wrong, like you're out, mm -hmm. you know, and there's, I feel like there's, there's lacking grace. <laughs> yes. um, uh, so yeah, anyway, all that to say that it's coming and it's just a slow, slow process, especially as one person. Oh my God. And that's what I want people to understand. Like you, you guys, and like, obviously your relationship, not that I know the ins and outs, but from what I have followed along, like 
it just seems like you're just, you've got such an awesome support in your partner and he just, you can tell like the way he looks at you. Like, even though I know that sounds like crazy, but it's like, I just, he just adores you. And like, I, the support was always so warming. And I was like, oh my gosh, like such a great example of a relationship that's just there through, you know, thick and thin, like they're through thick yeah. and thin, um, especially from what you've told me, your story and everything. And so when my question, my like, and I do, cause I just don't know when it comes to taking on a clothing company, I just feel like, holy goodness, that is a huge undertaking. It is all you, obviously you're printing these in your apartment from what I see on your stories, like you're printing the labels and they're all coming the labels, in yeah. Yeah. and it's like unbelievable to me. So for yeah. you, where, like, what have you, I guess for me, it's what's the hardest part of owning your company. And then like, what's obviously, obviously I could probably guess what your best part is, but I would love to know, like, what are the two ends that people don't see? So one thing I want to say is that Taz and I did start it together, like back in the day, but now it's literally just me. So he's kind of pulled back from it and he'll help me with photography, but he also has a full-time job and he's not here most of the day. So it's literally me. And, Mm -hmm. um, again, I don't want like to sound pity or anything, but I, I do, I do all of that. I do my YouTube, I do my Instagram. I don't have any editors. I don't have an assistant. I don't have anything. And so to say all that to say is that sometimes I'm not moving as quickly with Lavavi because I have so much going on. And then I get, I shame myself for that Mm. because like I know the steps that need to be done but I just don't have the time right and so um I guess the hardest part is just I am still learning I'm still learning what to do what right choices to make um I don't I I'll be honest I don't have systems in place and that makes a lot of things very difficult and it's like uh it's like a never-ending cycle because if you don't have systems in place you're wasting your time trying to do everything but you don't you're trying to do everything because you don't have systems in place and like I yes. feel like I can't stop I cannot stop for like three days to put systems in place because everything else falls behind right so it's like that sticky situation where I feel like I'm in a period of growth I just don't know what step to take mm-hmm. <laughs> because I've never done yes. this I've never done this um like why do I own a clothing company how did I get here I don't know <laughs> Like right. I I'm learning so much. And so to answer your question, the hardest part is just learning new things and, um, giving myself the grace to learn them and not yeah. feel bad that I made a mistake. Cause I've made, a ton of <laughs> um, but the best part, I think, um, honestly, and I don't know if this was you were thinking, but it's people's reaction when they see the clothing, mm. um, especially as like little old me, like I feel like I don't, I feel like this is considered my hobby right now because I don't pay myself from Lavavia. I put it right back in. Um, I get a lot of like (laughs) differing opinions about that. My Mm -hmm. fiance's like, you need to start paying yourself. And I was like, no, I need to grow Lavavia is what I need to do. (laughs) Um, But it's just, no, it kind of feels like a hobby. And um, I know that it's not like, it's definitely not Mm -hmm. a hobby. This is much more than a hobby, but um, I'm at a point where, you know, I've, I've, I've wanted to make it an experience when somebody gets the package and I've gotten a lot of packages like thrown in a bag and I just, not that that's bad, but I, I, I want to give somebody a different experience. And so even like the packaging and how we package it and what it comes in and like what you're going to get. Um, I took, I took a lot of thought into that or I put a lot of thought into that and just seeing the reaction from people. It's like, 
they're kind of validating what I, what I thought would be nice. And, um, and yeah, so I don't know. There's a lot of great things about this, like having your own company. I mean, the, I will say do your research on taxes. I'm sure. Just do your research on taxes. <laughs> Everything sounds good until you're like, oh, wait, what? <laughs> you're taking more money from me? Okay. Yeah. Start a business, they said. It'd be fun. Yes. <laughs> yes. Girl, I am with you. I am with you. But I love, it's your baby. Like you're, yeah. you're, it's like whenever you make food for someone, right? And you give it to them and you're like waiting you're to like, see what they do. And then they eat it and they're like, this is so good. And you're like, Oh my God. Like I'm the best chef ever. Like, you know, it's just like, it validates your, and for you, it's like your vision and your, your tears and your sweat and everything have gone into that person receiving it. And it's just, Oh my God, what the, like that validation of like, I feel great in this. I I love this. Oh my gosh. Like how cute this is like, and that's like, for me, I want to give like, I don't often do a lot of, like, I want to do more. I'm looking at my mirror while I say this. Like, I'd love, I want to do more. Like, there's so many times where I'm like, I'm going to do a try on today. And then like, shit hits the fan. And I'm like, oh, about that try on, you know? And it's like, <laughs> but for me, I will make time for the things that I believe in. And like, I've done more like with your stuff. Cause I'm just like, people need to see this. And there's different, there's just so many different roots, right. That people can fall yeah. into. Um, and so much to look at. Right. And it's like, but like always for me sharing what other people are doing and, and for you just know that like that experience is there because like, I remember opening it and being like, okay, now I feel like I'm in like a, like a high end, like I got this high end <laughs> package with like the gold and I love what that looks like. And so you're doing amazing. And thank you. Two, I want to be mindful of your time. I know you didn't have like a whole like day to spend with You're me, good. even though we, we could, <laughs> I would love to, we can go to New Hampshire together. It'd be great. Um, <laughs> I do want to touch on. So for people that don't know, right. That aren't in this industry or have been, uh, influencers, like we have been in this, in this space. Um, Yami is now a trainer with tone it up. And I, and I have to put out there that like, also for people that don't know what that is. Right. And we can kind of get into it, but tone it up has been around (laughs) for so long. And it started with like the two girls that heart just like, to me, just seems so warm and inviting and themselves too. And I followed along with their story and their journey and the amount of people that I know that have had their, you know, their, uh, social media handle have TIU at the end of it for the last 10 years. And it's like how so many women got into fitness and a safe space for it. And, um, when I, they're a, for people that don't know, (laughs) listen, my friend just got one of those, like the one that makes the noise. It is the funniest thing. They're both going crazy right now. The so dog, I, you. I was like, I don't no, want you to have to edit all this out. It's all good. The dog, she gets it out and he looks at her like, how dare you? How dare you, mom? You know, it is the funniest thing. Yep. <laughs> this is the video uh, clip we all need to see. I love it. I love, <laughs> I love it. It's true life. It's real life. That's what this is. Right. So for people that don't realize tone it up, is like a multi-million dollar, if not more, probably billion dollar company that has been around, they have products, they have, uh, they went from just being two women to a full, you know, uh, lineup of trainers in videos. And they were kind of that first, like on demand type workout where you can yeah. find them on YouTube and do their workout. Yep. And so 
I just need to know how, cause here's my thing, right? My friend Tosh and I just talked about this on a podcast. She is another one that you would just absolutely love, but so true and honest and real. And we became friends in the space working for Under Armour years and years ago and, and, and the mission and everything. And then what we took from that, what we didn't want. And then what we, we did let, you know, it was like, we've, we've learned yeah. a lot. And so Tasha and I talked about this. It's, you know, for, for all of us, it's like when someone asks you, oh, like, how'd you get on tone it up? Like almost in a way of like, well, like how, you know, how, like it was, like, it was easy. Right. Yeah. And what we say always is people don't realize the work and the behind the scenes and the getting looked at and noticed for who you are and what you do. They didn't just come out of the blue. Like we've never heard of you before. You want to be a trainer? Like you have put in the work behind the scenes. And so I'd love to know, I just curious minds want to know how that transpired, what that was. Yeah. That's so amazing for you. So congratulations you. on that. Thank I mean, that's you. Thank you. Thank huge. You. So I'd yeah. love to just, I'm just, I just want to know about it. I just want to know. Yeah. About it. So yeah, Tone Up is freaking amazing. Yes. I actually started, I actually didn't say this in like my little intro, but when I moved to New York and I was like trying to lose more weight and trying to get signs, I, I didn't feel comfortable going to the gym because they would tell me that I'm too big. So if I'm too big, then I shouldn't be in a gym, right? So I started doing YouTube videos, workouts, and I was doing Turn It Up and Blogilates. I don't know if you know Blogilates. Oh, girl. But- <laughs> girl. Like I said, how can I ask how old you are? Is that okay? Yeah, I'm 34. Oh my God. Okay. 31. So we're like right here with yeah. like, we know all the same people. Yeah. Yes. Not yes. like so on a personal started, level, but I know. Who yeah, she is. yeah. 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 Of course. <laughs> so I started doing the workouts and, um, as I started evolving, I started making my way into the gym and I started doing more weight, like heavier, heavier weights. So mm-hmm. I guess we can fast forward to this past year during quarantine. I was just, they reached out to me. And they asked me to go live at like host a workout. And the response was freaking incredible. And then they asked me to be a full-time like trainer. And I was just like, Lord, because what's yeah. interesting and I have to, I'm going to get something so you can yeah, see. Yeah, for sure. What's interesting is that, um, and I think you kind of touched on it, but I, I also saw, I'm a very big quotes person. I'm very corny. Yeah. I saw this quote yeah. years ago that said, on the way to one dream, you might find your, the other one or where you're meant mm. to be or something like that. Mm. And so two years ago, I think it was 2018. Yeah. For 2019, I made a vision board mm-hmm. and look who's on there. <laughs> it's oh, Karina and Katrina. God. Yes. Yes. But I want to say that I did not put them on there for me to work with them. I never in my wildest dreams thought that I would be able to work with Tone It Up because they're just, like you said, there's this company that- You feel like it's out of reach, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. and so what I wanted was to be able to impact women the way they have, and they were just like Mm. a visualization of us. So one day I was in my office and the vision board was over there. And I looked up and I see it and I said, holy crap, like how, how did that happen? And- what I think is interesting is that sometimes we think we want something or we have a vision of how our dreams will come to pass, mm-hmm. but sometimes it's a different one. And like you said, and Taz actually says this a lot because I, I, um, I don't give myself much credit. Mm. I, I typically, I'm like, how did this even happen? Like, am I good enough to be 
And he's the one that actually said what you said, that I have been putting the work for so long. Like I've been doing this for seven, eight years now consistently and he's like this is your time like this is your time like this year was literally when you were shot into like I don't know what to call it but like I said earlier my 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 business has completely shifted like 180 degrees like Mm -hmm. and it's for anyone listening that has a dream of anything not even like being an influencer like that's not anything like Mm -hmm. just I what I would say is just keep going and you never know what's going to happen anything can change like if you are ready um another thing what's that like quote like luck is where opportunity means preparation or something like that yes Um, if you're working on whatever it is that you want to do and you're trying to perfect your craft and whatever there's going to come an opportunity where it's literally so perfect that you could not have made it better like there's no way that I could have made that happen like they reached out to me (laughs) Mm -hmm. it's not like I was fighting for something like my path where I was like trying to make it so hard until this dance came in it was like and I have found such community in these women like the company itself is just like you said warm inviting they make you feel like part of the team and it's not just mm-hmm. like help us sell some product um, right so it's been a great experience so far and I'm very excited um because I'm kind of like not intentionally, but I've kind of become the trainer that's like pushing women to like lift heavier and 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 not be afraid of lifting weights and you're not going to look like a man and you're not going to get bulky. It's just, you know, feeling strong and empowered. So I'm really, really excited about my future with them and everything that's coming with them. It's been just a great, great season so far. Oh my gosh. It's so freaking true. The amount of people that I've not only had on this podcast, but have heard from where like, that's one of the, so it's funny, right? I write questions before we start, yeah. but I never even, I never even look at them. Like I just, <laughs> it just, cause, cause everyone's so amazing that like the conversations just go, but it's like well, yeah. my one, my one question that ends up coming up anyway with everyone always is what was the turning point? What was the low, right? That, that pushed you into a different direction and every single person has one of those. Like no one has been riding high this really whole time. Right. And that, I think, then that's my biggest thing. It's like, I don't want, you know, people that that listen to this, that aren't in this industry, that aren't on social media. I just want them to always get something from these conversations that no matter what you're doing, we are all going to hit a low. And and it's, it's that it's the pivot. It's the change. It's the where, like, my biggest lesson I think I've learned, which I think parallels right with you is that, you know, I was in a situation one time where, you know, I flew across the country to work for my mentor in the industry who is amazing. And it was amazing, but I had already built my business before that. And I got this opportunity and I thought, oh my God, I'm so stupid. If I turn that down, like this is a chance of a lifetime. Right. So I live in San Diego. I lasted five months and I was back in Rhode Island, which is where I had already started building my business. Right. Because the biggest thing that I learned was who am I proving myself to? Who am Mm. I, what am I trying to prove by doing that? Um, I will go and be the best employee you've ever hired. And I will work my tail off as an employee, but I lost Casey. Like I lost because I was, and I'm all for helping other people's visions and businesses and whatever, but my true shine is on my own and doing my own thing and making my own way. And, and that's okay. And I think like, what so many of us can, uh, can, um, really agree with and feel out each other is like, 
when we're trying to prove ourselves so hard, like the biggest thing to me, and I think to so many is like, you've already proven yourself. Like they reached out to you and it's so easy to be like, why me? Like me, are you crazy? And then it's like, though you need those people from the outside and also the realization on your own, because that was me. It's like, I could listen to it all day, but until I finally freaking got believed it yeah, with myself and said, who am I, what am I trying to prove right now? Is that what I really want to be doing? Or is, am I, have I already, I've already owned my own business. I've done my thing. Like I'm already here. Why, why am I trying to prove myself that I, I need to be um, validated to be a good trainer. And that was the realization I had from going out for five months, stripping myself of everything and, and moving on. And it's like, for you, it's such the same. It's like, where are we, what are we trying to, it's like, or what are we trying to prove in this industry? And then you're like, I've already proved, like you've already proven yourself and your hard work and your dedication and your consistency and your messaging has always been the same. And that's never changed. And so for them to reach out to you, it's like, holy crap. Like, yes, it makes sense. Like, yes, you've put all that work in to be there. And that's so amazing. He just inspired me with Lavavi because like, that's probably what I struggle with the most, like wanting it to be somewhere, but you literally said it like, we are successful. What are we trying to prove here? Like I have my own business. Like what else do I want? You know? Absolutely. Um, so thank you for taking me to church on this I, <laughs> Wednesday afternoon. <laughs> to be honest with you, somebody actually took me to church in San Diego. Um, and that, and, and someone who actually wasn't, wasn't even in the gym. She just, she just knew me outside of it. And she didn't honestly really know me that much at all, but came up to me and it was a moment that I will never forget. And she looked at me and she said, I have a message to share with you. Is that okay? And I'm like, yeah, like I was like, sure. And she was like, I just want to let you know that you've already proven yourself in the, she said, you know, and, 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 um, I, I was in a Sunday service when I was going there. One of our members was a pastor. I was going to say that's, that's the gift of prophecy right there. And yes. That's very serious. Like very, I know some people think it's like very woo woo, but like, she literally, I mean, if you're curious, right. I don't know if I've really yeah. talked about it much on this, but I was sitting in the back row. I was so lost. I was so confused. Like here I am in this amazing opportunity. Why am I depressed? Why am I sad? Why am I, you know, and I obviously I'm three hours behind my family. My fiance stayed here. My, like I was planning a wedding. We were, it was so much. And I'm like, what am I doing? Like, what am I supposed to be doing? Please tell me. And I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. And I spent so much time alone and because I didn't want to be annoying and like, hang like, be like, can I come over like to all my friends? Because I was like, I don't want to be like their child. Like I'm trying to like figure it out. And she met me one time and I know this is obviously I've followed you for a while and and your faith and everything. And it's like, we, she met me one time in the grocery store. I was introduced to her. They have five girls, five children. And her husband was the pastor and we're sitting, mm. um, Easter, I'll never forget. It was Easter Sunday wow. service. And it was in like a rec center. Like it wasn't even in a church. He only could get like spaces in the rec center. And I would go and his words did something to me. I was also very lost in that world too. And yeah, yeah. I'm sitting in the back, I'm trying not to be noticed. And I'm like, always, uh, my anxiety took over my stress was giving me side effects and ailments and things that were just not me. 
And she comes over to me second time we've talked, right? Her daughter starts playing. My hair was much longer than her daughter starts playing with my hair. And I look up at her and it was like, she read into my soul and she looked at me and she said, can I share something with you? And I'm like, absolutely. Sure. Yeah, sure. And she says, I just want to let you know that you have proven yourself in the eyes of God and God knows what you've done and you have already done it. And this is a woman swear to goodness that I have literally met in the grocery store one time and I start bawling, bawling. like instant crying. And I'm looking at her and everyone else around me, my friend sitting next to me is like, you good? Yep. And I'm like, totally fine. Totally fine. Right. Yeah. Mm. So I look at her and I just, and she held my hand. It was the most unbelievable moment, honest to God, that I have had in a very long time. And honest to God, that day is what changed everything for me. Everything. Yeah. It changed everything for me. It changed my outlook. And now I share that message with others because I'm like, if I felt that way, right. My husband's trying to sneak in right now. <laughs> Wave to Yami. Say hello. This is Corey. Hi. Hi. <laughs> she said, hi, I have you in my ears. He's like, yeah. can't hear anything. But I share that, that story because it's like, you get it. And you, and when I share that with other people and I'm like, I always have to come back to that. What are we trying to prove? What are we trying to prove? You know, you've already proven that's yourself. So yeah. That's so she changed good. my life. She changed my life. And, uh, and it's so interesting how she changed your life. And the woman that told me that I was too fat changed my life. And it goes back to what we were saying earlier. Like our words are so powerful and are so powerful. Oh, uh, that was, that's, that's good. That's so good. And I just feel like I should, I want to like share that with you. I just feeling it. I'm like, that is coming up for me, for you. And it's like, we, from the outside looking in, like, it's like, you know, we get lost in our own things so often and you're by yourself and I get it. Like when you're by yourself working and you've got no one else to really bounce ideas off of in your home, it's like, you get, crazy. <laughs> I'm not even literally, if you ever need to text me, call me, be like, oh, I'm feeling you. whatever, like honest thank to God. You. Cause it's like, even though I don't own a clothing company, I guarantee like we felt similarly, similarly. And, and what we, you know, we get so in our head that we forget the impact we are really making, you know, with, with yeah. others. So, um, sure. with that though, I, I, again, I know we could spend all day, but I'd love, um, for you, the importance of words obviously has come up so much in this conversation and, um, all your words have been so motivational and inspirational, but what would you, what would you leave with people? Like what, you know what I mean? Like my audience might be small on this podcast, but it is, it is a, they are consistent and they are getting stuff from this. And so I just yeah. want them like, like for you, what's your biggest lesson? What do you want to leave with people? What it like anything, drop it, Ooh. drop it girl. Um, oh, I can drop all day, but <laughs> the only thing, the only thing that's coming to me right now is, uh, where we walk by faith, not by sight. Mm. And no matter what you believe in, I obviously am a Christian and I, I am very, have a, deep, deep relationship with God. And, um, I will say that my life completely changed when I truly surrendered and I just stopped clinging to things and I started trusting more because, and it kind of goes, what we were saying about social media, like holding on to that number so much and putting so much value. I think once we start to really like release that is when, and I don't know if you're going to show this video, but when you release your fist because from clenching so hard is when you have the opportunity to receive things. Right. Mm. Um, and it's very like, 
it's true. I, I mean, I'm speaking from experiences. Um, there, I, I'm living things now that I prayed for in the past. Mm-hmm. And it, I mean, I get emotional thinking about it because <laughs> um, <laughs> you're going to make me cry. <laughs> <laughs> because, it's real. Like, yeah, it's really real. And I remember crying because I was so heartbroken and I felt like I wasn't enough and I was never going to make it and I'd have to get a job and I was going to have to give up my dream. And now um, I'm nowhere near like, I'm not a millionaire or anything. I don't be able to think that like my life has changed dramatically, but it has changed substantially to the fact where I can, we can start thinking about having kids and and growing a family and not being concerned of like how we're going to pay for rent because it was, that was, that was definitely a thing. And, Mm -hmm. you know, even up to like last year, that was still a thing. And like I said earlier, our life has changed drastically in, in this past year. And, you know, my fiance and I was like, how did this happen? (laughs) Right. Right. Um, So if there's anything, I just, um, I pray that people keep the faith um, because, you know, Yes, bad things happen to good people and bad things happen, but it will always get better and your life can literally change when you least expect it. And not even in the way that you thought it would, but maybe in the way that you need. So, um, yeah, that's that. (laughs) Oh my goodness. I just adore you. And I was like, I'm like welding up in my eyes. I'm like, because, because that's like the reason this podcast for me, it's just, the connection with people and the realness and the vulnerability I want out there because it's like, like you just saying that someone listening to that, that could, those words could change someone else's life. And it's like, what good are we doing? (laughs) Oh my God, mine. I'm ready to go run through a brick wall. Like, let's go. Like, I'm like good to go. Right. But it's like, we, we have that we have that power. It's a responsibility. Um, and it's, it, that's what me and Tosh talked about on our last episode was the responsibility of influence and, and taking it seriously and, and our words matter and what we say and, um, everything you're doing is just so amazing. And my thing is always what good is this in ourselves without sharing it, like those stories and everything. Now you're going to go and help someone else who then uses that quote to help someone else in maybe five years from now. But for anyone feeling stuck or like, I just always say I'm in the gray area. I'm like, ah, I'm figuring it out. Like we're in this area together. We're all feeling this and you're not alone. And even someone that you look at like Yami, who's working with tone it up and has her clothing business and whatever, like we bring back to that. Oh my God, I'm going to put that video. I'm getting it. Cause we, this obviously was recorded most of the time. I just post the audio, but I'm going to make a clip out of that and be <laughs> like, I love that analogy of once you let your fists go, you can actually receive. And as much as people want to, you could say that's woo woo or whatever it's, it has happened in my life, in it's your so life. True. It's so true because contr- you can- I'm at a point, control I'm everything. A, yeah. And I'm at a point where I'm like, if you don't believe it, that's fine. I've experienced it and yes. I'm going to share what's happened to me so that if you want to receive it, receive it. And if you don't, you can totally walk away and no, no harm, no fall. Right. But um, right. it, like you said, what good does it do if we don't share what we've been through and try to help others? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh. I just love you. Where can people find you? I'm going to put it all. Listen to me. Like I'm such a host here. Where can people find you? I'm going to put it. I'm going to, I'm going to put it in the show notes and everything, but where can they find you? What are you doing right now? Are you launching any, like what's happening? 
in Yami's world. No, not launching anything just yet. We're in the process of samples, so I'm excited for the new ones. But perfect. You can find me across all platforms at Yami Musi. Very simple. And um Lavavi at Lavavi.co. Um yes. yeah. oh my gosh guys all right well we'll have everything in the show notes i you stay on after so we can we can decompress and say goodbye but thank you so much for being on here you're gonna change so many people from this episode and i'm selfishly so happy i got to meet you and talk with you and i feel like you're we're soul sisters like connected for sure so thank you so much for coming on thank you thank you so much for having me it was truly an honor oh look at that (laughs) (laughs) um